0: ladies and gentlemen we're back with another episode of indiana drive with caleb zuver and friends i have a good friend of mine on the podcast today Sure to not another one uh go listen to the last one on friday uh with my friend ryan soraki this one's a guy who is uh, has accomplished a lot in his high school career and he's been through a lot of changes in his high school sports career and uh even though he's a he's a little shy at times, he has a lot to say. And we got into that a little bit today. And uh, it's, it's a real good discussion on how changing paths, um, you can't be afraid to do it because the rewards in the end can be greater than you could have uh, ever imagined. And this guy has a big week coming up. So let's hear about it. Nathan Hess, everybody. Welcome into episode number 10 of Indiana Drive with Caleb Zuver and friends coming at you with another episode. We just released one on Friday. If you haven't checked that one out, go check it out. I uh, recorded with my good buddy down at Ball State, Ryan Soraki. Shout out to him for coming on. It was a great conversation we had. It was was a lot of fun to to just uh, cut it up over the mic with him. He's, He's very knowledgeable about a lot of things. Uh, So go check that one out if you haven't. And and today, ladies and gentlemen, in the presence of greatness, in a lot of ways, uh, Nathan Hess here sitting across from me. uh, I'm back home in Bryan for the weekend. It's fall break. And I wanted to to, uh, talk to Hess a little bit about what's been going on with him lately. He's got a lot going on. Nathan, how you doing? Introduce yourself to everybody.
1: I'm doing good. So basically... I've been, this fall, I've been playing soccer and golf, so that's been fun, and I'm a senior at Bryan High School right now, and so that's been good. From
0: Bryan, Ohio, obviously, for those uh, who who don't know you, Um, Nathan, we're going to get into the, you know, your happenings with high school sports in a second, but uh, first, you just watched for three hours, the Lions do Lions things again, now... And I'm not a Lions fan, right? And, and so when I look at this uh, situation that they got going on now, I, I look at a team that's competed every game this year, no matter how much they're down, they've competed. They came back today, they took the lead, and you thought after they took the, two, the lead with a two-point conversion, the only thing you could think of because of their history was, oh my gosh, there's 37 seconds left. That seems like way too much time for the Vikings to co- go kick a field goal. So how are your feelings? It, it was a rough loss today. I mean, it was really, really painful. But how are your feelings towards this team and uh, the direction under, under Dan Campbell so far?
1: Well, I mean, they're, they're really competing, I think. I mean, like, I guess, I mean, every game it's been close. Maybe like three touchdown. I mean, it seems like every game they put one solid half together, then mm-hmm. the other half's never good usually. Right. And today, it's like the first half, you're just like, eh, all right. I mean, even, even the third quarter wasn't really that good. But fourth quarter, they got a touchdown, forced the turnover, then take the lead, and then it, the rest is history, I yeah. guess. And then
0: I, I I feel for you guys because, like, there was a, lo- a while there. Because, you know, I have a, there's a lot of Lions fans around here. I'm friends with a lot of them. A lot of it was just jokes for me for a long time. But, like, it's every Sunday now where they're going through this. And I just feel sorry at this point, right? So how do you, how do you stay faithful with it? Like, how are you tuning in every week religiously to this team? Because, I, I mean, this is an honest question. It's not trying to make fun. Like, I'm legitimately interested. How are you, like, just keeping up with this? And, like, I, I would say, like, you got to be encouraged by what you've saw so far this season. But, like, still, I mean, it's painful loss after painful loss for years on end.
1: Uh, I think the culture under Dan Campbell's a lot better. I think they've got like a a name where they they just want to go out every game and try their best and see if they can get a win. But it's just I'm just starting to think the franchise is cursed at this point. I don't You're even just know. starting to, or I mean, I have for a while, <laughs> but it's just
0: right. Um, and so here they are. So talk a little bit more about Dan Campbell because I have to say this has. I don't think a team like that competes under Matt Patricia like that. You know what I mean? Like, under Dan Campbell, you can tell that a lot of these guys, they want to play for him. They want to win for him. And um, so just talk a little bit about Dan Campbell. I know you just touched on it for a second, but, like, these guys actually seem like they want to compete for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Matt Patricia, I don't think he's – I don't think a head coaching spot was really his – the best idea for him. He was never – more of, more of a coordinator. Yeah, he's much better as a coordinator. And Dan Campbell, I think it's just, I don't even know. He just, that, just the look of I him, mean, he just, he's got that big body. He's, he looks like he, <laughs> yeah. he knows what he's doing. Looks like he commands a room. Yeah, he can, <laughs> yeah, it looks like he can just get the guys ready to right. want to win on Sunday yeah. afternoon.
0: I absolutely I think you know he may not know like the x's and o's of everything right but he definitely he definitely can command a locker room and and he's a good leader and like I gotta say like I thought a lot of his stuff was crazy talk for a long time uh talking about bringing lions into practice and you know just all that he I don't know I don't know if you remember this he had like some special coffee drink that he got that had like 400 shots of, like, exp- espresso. I don't know what it was. But he's just, like, he's a crazy dude. But, like, you can tell, like, he cares and that these guys want to compete. But uh, talk about Jared Goff and their quarterback situation. And this will wrap up our Lions discussion. Do you think, like, that there's a chance? What have you seen from him this year? Are you encouraged by it? Or do you think, like, he's pro- we probably need to get in someone new there in the next couple years?
1: I mean, what he's done this year it seems like he's he's been playing decent I feel like I I mean I don't think he's I mean he's pretty big step down from Stafford obviously right. but like he's he's throwing he's putting up solid numbers and mm-hmm. I mean other than the fumbles he's doing yeah decent but he's just not very mobile
0: right and I would say also with his numbers, like it's kind of been impressive for him to put up those numbers with the receiving core that you guys yeah. have. You know, losing Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. You guys do not have those guys anymore. It's a very depleted receiving core. And he's still been okay. So I feel like you would have to be uh, encouraged about what you saw for him. Let's move to college football where it was a crazy day yesterday. Just absolutely bonkers. A lot of great games going on. Let's talk a little bit about Alabama has. Uh, and, and, and you keep up with college football a lot. Let's get your take on uh, how the Alabama loss kind of shakes things up for the college football playoff.
1: Well, I mean, going into this uh, week, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, Alabama and Georgia, they've been playing super well, and I'm like, they've got to be locks for the playoff mm-hmm. right now, because one of them's going to beat, e- beat each other in the conference championship. Right. But now Alabama losing, I mean, if Georgia beats them, I'm pretty sure they're going to be out of mm-hmm. the race, and... That leaves opportunities for Cincinnati, a Big Ten team, or like Oklahoma even. So other than that, I'd say those are probably the big contenders right now for the playoffs. It
0: made things a lot more clear because, I mean, I think if Alabama wins out, beats Georgia in the SEC championship, I think SEC would get two teams in. they get Georgia and Bama in. But like you said now, like... Alabama losing was probably the best thing that could happen to Ohio State because now, like, it's there. If Ohio State can win out and they can beat Penn State, they can beat Michigan State, beat Michigan, probably play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, beat them, like, they're going to have a lot of great wins on their resume and only have that one early season loss where it's kind of like Virginia Tech a couple years ago where it's kind of game where, like, you, get, you got a new quarterback in there and, uh, you know, he's struggling early on in the year but then by the end he's he's really good um so I, I could see that and that was the best case scenario for ohio state but so talk a little bit about ohio state the improvements you've saw from them uh since that oregon game the second week of the season
1: um well i know cj stroud he's been playing a heck of a lot better he's yep. he's putting up solid numbers he's not thrown like many picks mm-hmm. and our running backs obviously are doing really well too
0: Yep, Henderson's been yeah, he's, amazing.
1: He's super good, but um, I haven't got to watch like too many games in depth because I've been so busy lately. Right. But we're we're like putting away teams like Maryland, which exactly. they're not. I mean, they're not a bad team, and even Rutgers. You saw Michigan only beat them by three, and Ohio right. State beats them by like fifty, and I think that's a positive. But um, obviously, I think that. They've gotten a lot better. The defense is looking better. They're mm. not giving up, like, 30 points a game. to Like, they did to Minnesota and Oregon both. Right.
0: So, t- take me back to that Oregon game because, I you know, we-, we live around a lot of Ohio State fans around here, and a lot of them were saying this, that that game was C.J. Stroud. When, like, he was terrible. But my always impression of that game was that defense could not stop anybody. And I I thought didn't think Stroud play bad at all. I think Stroud from the fans he kind of suffers from him just not being Justin Fields. You know what I mean? And they look at him and say like, "Well, we're used to Justin Fields. You're not good enough." But I think C.J. Stroud's really good. So Tate, go back to that game, um, and just kind of take me through like how you feel feel about C.J. Stroud then and now. Do you think like, absolutely he should he should stay there? And Ohio State fans should have his back.
1: Yeah, I think he should be the number one QB. QB one. I think the fans should have his back. Right. And obviously, I mean the defense—they didn't play that well against Mm-mm. Oregon. I mean, used like Stroud. He, he put up like four hundred. Uh, he had four hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> and maybe he didn't have that many touchdowns, but like still, like it's still he moved the ball. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think you can blame him for the loss. I mean, right. it's a team effort, obviously,
0: but. And and wrapping up the Ohio State stuff, but, like, that's the thing. They were close with Tulsa the week after. Like, couldn't put away Tulsa. Then they put away Akron the week after. And then, like, Rutgers they piled on, and now Maryland they're taking care of. So, I feel like you're right. You can tell this team is getting better. I think I'm going to hold off judgments until that Penn State game uh, on October. I think it's 30th or 31st. Uh, that, that's going to be the big test. And even the week before they roll into Indiana, I'll be there, by the way. Uh, like, that's going to be a huge, huge game. Uh, even though Indiana's struggled, they've played some really good teams. But uh, so let, let's wrap up this college football discussion. Do you like the four team playoff? Because it, it's a discussion that's ongoing or talk about expanding it. Um, this year's a little different because I feel like you don't have like the main four teams that you already know are going to be in it it's a, it's jumbled a little bit about who's going to make it. Potentially a non-Power 5 school in Cincinnati. But talk about your feelings of the college football playoff. Do you think it's good for the sport?
1: Um, I do like the four-team playoff a lot better than um uh, just the two teams in the BCS right. National Championship. But I actually, I actually wrote an essay on why they need to expand. Okay.
0: More. Give us a summary right I, now.
1: <laughs> I said how they should at least maybe try to go to an eight-team playoff because mm. – it would give like every power five team a chance and then allow some non or a group of five a uh, a shot right. as well. And then like the most like maybe like those two lost teams that played like two really good teams and mm-hmm. like they're not just out of it, I guess, and they can actually still have a chance to compete
0: right. with the best teams. I I like I like that eight team playoff. I would even like a six team playoff. The thing is for me has always been like it's the fourteen playoff has changed like the standard of how you consider your program like elite or not. Like if you're not in the playoff, uh you're gonna consider your program like not good enough. When like there's a lot of success to be had outside of the of the playoff, in my opinion. So that that's my only thing with it. And I and I whenever we talk coach football, I always ask my guests that. Um good discussion, Hess. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Hess, what he's been up to lately. He's been super busy. Falls is probably his busiest season we're going to talk a little bit about his sports life and his career stay with us here on indiana drive all right to episode number 10. I know I made this mistake on the last uh, podcast. I was thinking it was episode 8 when it was actually 9. This is episode 10 and I know that for sure. So I'm not going to make that same mistake again. Nathan Hess here with me. Uh, Nathan, just to kind of paint the picture for the audience, okay? This this, this is important. Uh, you have a big week coming up out of you. Um, but let's just paint the picture for the audience. Take us through your... Uh, sports life at this point the the sports you played growing up kind of your high school career how it kind of changed and fluctuated uh and ultimately what you're doing right now
1: okay so basically my whole life i grew up probably playing soccer i played started playing at that probably the age of four played that all the way throughout high school now Mm -hmm. and then uh i actually played basketball up until my eighth grade year and then i quit freshman year because i like broke my arm, so I just and I didn't enjoy it as much mm-hmm. as I used to. And right. then, um, for the in the spring, I always was a, I was always a, a baseball player. I played that. Always on a lot of travel teams. I played it all summer long. Yeah. Took up a lot of time. And then I, yeah, I played that all the way till my sophomore year, and not playing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I'm also uh. In the fall, I actually, uh, junior high, I actually ran cross country for a little bit, right? Okay, just kind of help with soccer, get in shape more for that, and then now my I started playing golf my sophomore year of high school, and I'm playing that still now.
0: Okay, so that that's kind of the, the sports you've dabbled in, and let's focus on uh, what you didn't bring up there was tennis. So you just decided last year, uh. That you were gonna take up tennis instead of baseball. What went into that decision?
1: Um, well, obviously baseball I just I didn't really enjoy it as much. Um, I mean it was always fun as a little kid, but I think when I got into high school it was just too much pressure. I mean, I didn't play winter sports, so like it would start in like December and all the way through yeah. the summer. So
0: All the way take, through July and right.
1: It takes up like six months of year and it's just it's a lot so i just figured i didn't want to pursue that anymore and i want to try something new i i played tennis a little as a kid and it was always fun i was all right at it my mom i've had i have history because she played in college so mm. and i was so it was it wasn't that hard of a decision and i mean yeah i don't really regret it either yeah. so, so. Talk,
0: talk about this past spring season which like your first season playing tennis and you just had an amazing amount of success with you individually and, and as a team. So talk a little bit about that and how, how awesome that was to kind of step in and, and have success right away.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I, well, this winter, I actually, uh, after I decided to quit baseball, I went to the, played some indoor tennis mm-hmm. and, uh, got a feel. Uh, at first I, my first swing of the racket, I was very rusty, I had to get my own racket too, and then um, lean into the season, I didn't really know where I was going to stand. I thought I had a good chance of playing varsity, but I, I just had to actually prove myself. And so uh, I, I played first doubles right for actually the whole year. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I had two different partners though. I had my uh, first partner was Craig Jackson. He was. Uh, we played probably like we played a good amount, probably like first ten. Maybe fifteen matches. Right. I think we actually started the year off one and two. Mm-hmm. We uh we lost uh Van Ward and O. G. and uh after that I don't I didn't lose until the postseason actually. Right. And then uh, my second partner was uh Carter Brown. Uh he actually was our second singles player, so uh he was he was he was actually a good fit. I mean I didn't know how to expect how he would fit into first doubles mm-hmm. with me, but He had a really strong forehand and backhand, and that made the returning very well, and it opened up a lot of opportunities at the net, and we were able to have a lot of success. Success, right? Oh, we even made it to districts, the semi or not the semifinals, the quarterfinals, and Mm -hmm. if we won that, we would have made it to state, but we fell one match short, unfortunately. But which
0: is you in your first year of tennis made it further. One match further than I did my junior year, so you have that over me. Sadly, I hate to I hate to admit it, uh, but you do. But here's what I do have over you, Hess, because I feel like I planted the seed in some ways. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, I, I think you do. Me, you, and Graydon. I don't. I think I don't know if there's anyone else with us. I think it was my sophomore year. Maybe it was my junior. I think Meyer might have been there. We went out to the tennis courts, and you were like, I'm going to come play with you guys. And you were playing, and I said right then and there, like, why aren't you playing tennis? Because I could see like that you knew how to hit the ball, you knew how to move your feet, probably better than I did, because you had done it in your childhood a little bit. And uh, I don't know if you remember that, but I will stake claim to that, that I planted the seed in your head to... Play tennis and uh so all the success should come back to me in some way um so now let's talk about uh you and what you have going on this week so like you said soccer has been your main sport for a while uh but you took up golf uh, a few years back to dual sport it first let's just focus on the dual sporting a- aspect of it how has that been for you has it been a lot to balance and, and do you feel like you know that you're glad that you dual sported
1: um yeah it's it's a lot of fun I mean it's especially in the summer it's really nice because I can actually go to practices for both the sports right I go to golf in the morning and have soccer like late evening usually and how I was able to do both but um in the during the school year it's uh it's it's definitely a lot some some nights i'll have uh, i'll just have soccer practice and that's all I'll go to and I'll be done at six and i'll just go home and relax but um other nights I'll have a golf match and well there might be soccer practice but i gotta miss soccer for the golf mm-hmm. match and that's uh i i, I like that' cause it gets me out of practice and <laughs> I've gotta play golf but the golf matches they'll go to like maybe like Probably get home at seven, so those aren't terribly bad. But right. The other nights I'll have a late soccer uh, game, and those I'll get home at like nine or ten, depending if it's home or away. Mm-hmm. And it's usually a lot, but um, the the work's definitely it's 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 not too hard to balance my schoolwork. I mean, like I'm kind of behind right now because I missed <laughs> probably like the last three days of school, but
0: yeah, You're gonna miss two more later this week. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, it's uh. But the teachers are lenient with the day. Right. They they understand.
0: And so Surely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this then. So take us through your day on Thursday. So you have uh districts or was it regionals? Districts, yeah. Districts. districts. So dis districts uh on Thursday and then you had a soccer match later that night. So take us through the day as a whole because you really didn't have any time to like celebrate with your teammates about making it to state in golf. So th- just take us through that day step by step.
1: Well, so, um, well, Wednesday was our practice round for golf. So we missed school, spent the night, I woke up uh, that morning. Uh, uh, we had, we teed off at like 10 o'clock around there. So we got to, we ate breakfast, um, went to the range at like eight, probably. Then we, uh, we we warmed up on the putting green for a little bit, so then I teed off at 10, had a really good front nine, back wasn't as good, ended up shooting an 82, um, but then uh we, I waited there for probably like an hour, waiting for the other scores to come right. in, and we played with the, the team we, we knew that probably had a good chance going on as well with us, and uh, we beat them, so... Going Like waiting for the other teams to come in, I felt pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're we're probably a top two team. We'll probably right. make it on. And uh, when they all came in, we'd won by six. And the other team we thought might have a chance actually lost to the uh, one of the teams by one. So they got third and didn't make it. Wow. So yeah. that was unfortunate for them. Once we found out, we got a picture with uh, the team. And then after that, I had to go straight to soccer. It was a 7 o'clock game at home under the lights.
0: And where was districts, by the way, just oh, for the uh, audience? Oh,
1: it's uh, Port Clinton. The course was called Kadaba Island. It's super so, nice. It
0: was, right. And so you like, – how long was the drive? What time did you leave Port Clinton and what time did you get to Bryan?
1: Um, I probably left Port Clinton at like – so it, it's like an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, I got there – I got to the field at like 6.40, so I probably uh-huh. left at maybe just a little before 5, probably. Right. So – um, that was good, but um, got back. I didn't really warm up. Uh, coach just kind of sat me on the bench for the first ten minutes, and I got in, scored a goal. Then it's fun. that they're they're terrible at soccer, right. so I didn't I didn't even probably need to be there. But <laughs> I think we ended up winning that game like eleven <laughs> three.
0: Right, and so then you come home, and that's all in a day's work. It's that busy schedule, like. And I'm sure that's probably the craziest it's ever been. But, like, I'm sure, like, one of the things you probably wanted was to, you know, ride back with your teammates, celebrate a little bit. I'm sure that would have been fun, but you but you didn't get to get that. Um, is that hard sometimes, like, when you don't get to do that, when you win a tournament or, like, in this instance, go to state? But you, you, you got to go right on to your next thing and be there for your other teammates?
1: Uh, yeah, it is because I, I know after the – uh. They got they actually got pictures with their medals and stuff and I wasn't there for that. And then I think they went out to eat somewhere yeah. that I didn't get to eat, but that was all right. But I'm also I'm not the only one who struggles with this also cuz uh one of our other uh teammates on the golf place uh golf team plays uh football as well. Carter Brown, right? So he's uh I think he's probably got it worse than me cuz uh redhead doesn't allow him <laughs> as much freedom as my soccer coach. So he's <laughs> always got to be back for everything. Usually. Right. So
0: yeah and so uh talk about this week coming up now, so how do you feel about your team's chances going into something like this Or how are first start with how you're feeling uh paint the picture for the audience on just your expectations for yourself and what you thinks gonna happen and then go to the team and, and what to expect from them
1: um going to stay i mean i I know we're we're not we're not gonna win like there's just no way probably no way
0: he just said that I'm sorry that is a huge letdown audience I'm sorry I'm I know everybody wanted him to say you know what we're gonna go in there and we're gonna ruin everybody's plans we're gonna go in it but he just has come on show a little confidence come on now Uh, I mean I'm
1: I mean I'm just going in there I'm I'm really excited I just want to have a lot of fun obviously right but I mean hey who knows maybe maybe we'll play best rounds of our life and Get maybe get top three or something. I, I I cool. told
0: you this off off uh, air a couple days ago. I said, listen, K- shout out Caleb Kepler. He came on here uh, before regional track meet and he was talking about how like I think he was a four by one. He's like, I don't know if we have a great chance. Like we'll see if we can we can advance. Like I, I don't know how I feel about it. And they did, and they blew everybody out of the water. So just I think what you're trying to say is I'm going in there with no expectations. I'm just going to play, play good. I'm going to see, you know, how everything shakes out and wherever we fall, that's where we fall. Um, what's it like has to be a state athlete, honestly. And I'm just asking that because from someone who has never really got close to that level, uh, how is it, man? Like it's okay to like brag a little bit about something like this. Cause it's really cool.
1: Uh yeah. It's a it's a lot. It's 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 pretty cool. I mean I'm really just excited to go down to Columbus and
0: and have two days off of school. I mean
1: Yeah, and obviously I think we'll probably check out Top Golf maybe
0: once.
1: Uh. That'll be a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good good conversation, Hess, and you can keep track uh of how he does Who's going to be down there? Is Savage going to be down there on Brian Athletics tweeting hashtag Brian Bill, I assume? Oh, yeah. Uh, So I'm sure Brian Athletics' Twitter page, y'all can uh, follow along and see how Hess does. Um, So let's talk about, let's move into this or that. You know this section all too well. You don't know the questions that are coming. I'm interested for some of these. Uh, Give some good answers here. I think the audience will be interested in some of these. Uh, Let's start off a little light here. What do you think was the better decision for you individually, switching to tennis or dual sporting? It's a real um, hard one.
1: Uh, I think I think I'd say switching to tennis. Actually, I think mm-hmm. I just think it's it's one of those seasons that it's like two month, three month season. It's really short, but it's just it happens really fast. And yeah, you're always gonna get like a lot of action really quick and
0: a lot of matches, right? Yeah,
1: and it's I enjoy. It. I really like the practices. Like, obviously, I don't go really go to golf practices, so I don't experience that. But the tennis practices with Coach Owens and uh, oh, Coach Keel. Oh, they're Keele, intense. Yeah, they're 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 pretty fun.
0: Uh huh. They really get after it in tennis practice. Yeah. Trust me, I've been there. Uh, let's move on to this one. The player who gives you the most trouble in two K when you play against them, or the worst player that you've played in two K. Because if you don't know, guys, I mean, he this this guy right here. Every night since I've been home, has asked me to do a, to do a round robin two K uh, tournament. So, who's the player that gives you the most trouble when you play against them, or who's the worst player you've played against? And if I'm the worst player, don't you just don't answer that one?
1: Um, I probably say someone who gives me the most trouble. I mean. I've played a lot of 2K20, and I didn't really have trouble beating anyone in that one. But these past 2Ks, I I actually have had a little trouble with Raiden Nowak.
0: Oh, that is, I know that hurts you to admit, because you don't want to admit that you I have mean, trouble with him. He's,
1: he's actually beat me a few times on these recent 2Ks. <laughs> I haven't played as much. I'm starting to get back into 2K22, though. But he's one of the guys, He he always gets mad, he's always... Blaming the game. It's never his fault. Never his fault. Always, always criticizing 2K, saying this is how the game sucks. Ronnie.
0: Um, So so that's going to actually lead me into my last one, as if you want to answer this one. Uh, Explain, um, well, this first first one is not related to the last one, but explain why Spencer doesn't like me. Or this is the one that's connected to the other one. Tell the story of when you lost to Gray in 2K at my house when he was playing, or I don't know if it was, he had uh, Kyle Lowry or you had Kyle Lowry. You pick which one you want to answer there.
1: Uh, the one, what was it, the second one? Was that the one where?
0: Gray beat you in 2K and then you raged in my sunroom.
1: Yeah, that, that was uh that was a funny.
0: I'm, I'm trying to remember. So who all was there? Right, it was. I was on like Just, a fall evening. It was me, you, Gray. I
1: think Gwen and Dakota came too. Yeah, they weird. were
0: there. Uh, and you were playing 2K, <laughs> and you lost on a buzzer beater to Kyle Lowry. Or did you? Were you the Raptors? I
1: think I was the Raptors. You were the Raptors. Wait, no, I, I was the Kings. Actually, you
0: were the Kings. Gray hit a buzzer beater with Lowry, and you proceeded. To start who who did you go after first? was it gray? you tried to tackle him yeah. right, and then you threw something
1: I think it was like someone's car keys or it was landed. my
0: I think it was my car keys up against my window, yeah, you right. threw them up against my window. I couldn't believe it um that that was always a funny story. actually, just go ahead and explain why Spencer hates me
1: um I don't really know he. I just don't think he likes you, cause <laughs> I don't know. You're always trying to pet him or something, or he just—I
0: try and look him in the eye.
1: Yeah, you look him in the eye, and he just just feels the tension. <laughs> he just knows that.
0: He, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know why. I, I thought you could explain that a little better, to be honest with you. Uh, has anything? Anyone you want to shout out before we check out? You want me to go first? Is that going to help? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to shout out my sister. Uh, She just got a place in Cleveland, uh, a little apartment, so I'm super proud of her. She's living it up there. Uh, So shout out Delaney.
1: I'm going to shout out the person that uh, lit a blunt last night at the homecoming dance. Oh, man.
0: Do we know who that is yet? No. No clue. Ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Ah, kids. Um, alright. Thanks for coming on. And actually anything you wanna add before we check out. There's not, is there? You're a man a few words. Yeah. All right. (laughs) That's it for this episode of Indiana Drive. Thank you for everybody for tapping in. Have a good one.